to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's got 40, something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Welcome along to the Transatlantic Titans podcast, the Tennessee Titans podcast with British accents. As of the time of recording, we are still the only one that I know of, so we are the best. I'm Adam Foxcroft, hosting for you today. I have Neil Donahoe. Hi, Neil. Two weeks in a row. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I've had better American football weeks. <laughs> other than that, I'm fine. Lads, fine. <laughs> um, I won't mention how Leeds got on either. Um, I've also, yeah, we've yeah, also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just for you, you were happy a second ago, and I'll just remind you of that. I do apologise. Uh, Miles Tarry <laughs> is also with me. Um, how are you doing? So questionable throughout the day, but um, pre-game warm-ups came through unscathed. Yeah, past the uh, pre-match physical to make the podcast. It's always a bit worrying when work decide that they want to keep you on, but. We've made it. I'm not going to say I'm feeling super randy this week because I think some of that's gone after uh, the performance. But let's see if we can boost the randiness with a good chat. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's It's been a weird couple of days. We were riding the quest of... Quest? I'm going to try that again. Riding the crest of a wave. And it kind of came crashing down a little bit. Um, I feel a bit more level-headed after sleeping on it a couple of times. Um, if you look at Titan's Twitter... Um, there are all sorts of takes. We should go and get Daniel Jones. Um, why hasn't Derek Henry tweeted since he's been injured? All this, all this sort of concerns that people have got. Uh, but it was always going to be a bit of a rough ride, and you know, we've won two out of three since since the King went down. I think we'd have all taken that, and we've just got to. We'll try and make. We'll try and pick some bones out of it, make some sense of it, and try not to get too down in the dumps. We're eight and three after all. Um, before I get into any of that, I saw that this is just nothing to do with anything other than the Titans 2022 war calendar has been released. And as a Spurs fan, I get amused every year by looking at the Spurs one, which I would normally get my son for Christmas. And they, they clearly try and order it in terms of who might be transferred and who is the lowest risk of being transferred. So... I think 2022, Harry Kane's January, get him out of the way. Um, um, so w- with that in mind, I kind of looked at, at the Titans. I don't think they've quite done it in the same way. I don't, I don't have the impression that the same amount of thought's gone into it. Um, but just for a bit of fun, I'm going to get you two to work out who the 12 faces are of the Titans 2022 calendar. Um, obviously, some will be, well, some will be very clear. 
Um, but I think there's one or two you might take a while to get. Um, so just, I mean, I, th- I thought about we could, I could pit you off against each other with this, but no, just, just have a go between you. Um, see if you can get all 12. So do you want us to just name the 12 players or do you want us to guess the month that the players also are associated with? Because we could be here a long time. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just name the players. I'll, well, I, I can tell you the months afterwards, maybe. Because um, they're, they're one or two towards the back end of the year that I think yeah, might be a bit dicey. We'll see. Um, All right, so we're going to get obvious ones out of the way first. Uh, blasting game. Uh, That's for April for my birthday, yeah? <laughs> I mean, he might be in it on April the 1st, but no, he's, his classic game's not there, shockingly. Well, I won't be uh, obviously. It. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Tannehill, Derek Henry, AJ Brown, Kevin Byard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Simmons. Yes. Uh, Landry. Yes. Uh, I, see... Now I'm going to seem like I really don't know what roster from top to bottom, but the real <laughs> issue is I don't want to pit somebody over somebody else. <laughs> so I don't want to like say, oh, this guy is obvious and this guy isn't. Uh, I should have made I a mean, mental note of who you were just saying. Um, is there a Mike Vrabel? No, they didn't yeah. go with the coach. Oh, no, they didn't. I did wonder if they went coaching. Uh, Bud? Uh, no. No? No. no. Quick, clearly. There's a Not Taylor Lewan, surely. So yeah, Taylor Lewan. Yeah. Taylor Lewan, yeah. Um Ben Jones, maybe. No. No Ben Jones. No. I'd have I'd have definitely backed that. Yeah, I think I would have. Um So I, I think say, uh, yeah. I think you've got seven out of twelve. No they, 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 no unbelievably. I, I, what kind of calendar is this? It's a joke of a calendar not to have the goat. We should just have like 12 different iterations of legendary Brett Kern punts. <laughs> maybe there's a, a Brett Kern specific calendar. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> maybe uh, OnlyFans is an avenue for him to go down. I mean, <laughs> he'd, he'd make enough money from us alone. For that to be a success. <laughs> He'll team up with Randy Bullock on that one. Oh, is there a Randy Bullock? <laughs> uh, no, no. Oh, well, no. what's the point? Special teams have Evans. been snubbed. Rashan Evans? Rashan Evans, yes. There we go. Um, All I right, so on, on the line, we've had Simmons. Um, we said there was no bud. Was there uh, Autry? No. no. Landry? And with Landry, we've already yeah, said. Yeah, he said Landry, yeah. Yeah, he's on there. So then linebackers, so have we had... We've had Evans. Did we have Brown or Long? Uh, neither of them are on it. I would ex- Fulton, maybe? Yes, Christian Fulton. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Fulton Norris. fired. Oh, Janoris Christ. For Easter, no. is there a Jack Rabbit? There's no Jack Rabbit. I think there's at least three for you to get. Did we say Ferkser? Uh, Ferks is not on it. So we're getting into obscure guys now. Uh, your Cole Pruitt? No. No. Uh, wait, so, oh, wait, have we said Julio? Uh, we, I don't think you have said Julio, but he's not on it either. No. So, mm-hmm. there's Brown. Um, there's not going to be like Chester Rogers or Des Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, no, neither, neither of them. Okay, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you positions. 
Um, we've got a cornerback, uh, an offensive lineman. Farley. No, not Farley. No. Number no. one pick as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jackson. Yeah, Chris Jackson. How about that? Obviously. Yeah, huh? I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. An, off- an offensive lineman and a running back to get. Oh, clearly they brought, back Dennis, they brought back Dennis Kelly, haven't they? <laughs> I wish. No, yeah. Darrington Evans is on the calendar. Straight up. No way. So questionable and then, choice. Like, yeah, isn't there? And then lineman that isn't uh, Taylor One. Is, is Ty on there? Have we got uh, somewhere or somewhere? Roger Saffold. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's Roger Saffold. Saffold. It is Roger yeah. Saffold. Yeah. Um, so this calendar, January, Harold Landry. February, Rashawn Evans. March, Chris Jackson. April, Christian Fulton. May, Darrington Evans. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over that. It's, June, it's Roger Saffold. sorted up that three times. <laughs> um, Jeff Simmons, AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Kevin Byard. November, Taylor Lewan. Oh. It's, it's brave. And then December, the King, Derek Henry. Jeff Simmons, July. That's my birthday. So that's only something I'll be getting paid. <laughs> well, but my birthday month's Darrington Evans, so I don't know what that says about anything. Such a, uh, an honour. Such an honour. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid Fulton will be getting ripped out of mine with my own picture of Blazing Games, sadly, for April. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'd, I'd love to know if they have like a meeting to decide these things. <laughs> because... They can pull the names out of a hat after a few of them. After, like, Tannehill and Henry, did they just go, right, let's just start pulling names out of our hats? I don't know. I, I'd, I... Have, I'd have genuinely put Brett Kern in there for the amount of love he gets. I'd have, I'd have put Brable in. He's, he's a pro bowler. Like, how does a pro yeah. bowler not end up on your calendar? Imagine Brable so, on his on his haunches with his hands on his knees, like his hands on the <laughs> That's what I want. That's exactly out, what get I want. Out of bed in the morning, and you see him there staring at you. You're like ready that to take mo- That'll motivate you to go to work. <laughs> it's sort of it's like the Bielsa pose, but with a different take on it, isn't it? They've, they've both got like the. I mean, I I hope my knees are in that condition at, at Bielsa's age. <laughs> but even Brable, I sort of wonder. That's it's got to be putting some strain on him. I mean, uh, I don't want to go too deep into Lee's chat, but there's a, a Lee's fanzine that does an alternative calendar with, like, different seasons on so that they can never go out of date. That'd be brilliant for Titans. <laughs> Grab all are doing, like, a 91-92 one. Last time we won league, so, it, like, regardless, it's good all year round. But it'd be yeah, brilliant the... to throw a, a, a oh, sort of a Titans should... Legends one. We could uh, do, like, a decade one. Yeah, do a decade this one, could... like, best of the decade. Delaney, this could definitely be 100%. his first piece of uh, official merch. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have the rights to the images and get get sued to high heaven, I imagine. So yeah, we, could just, we could just draw stickmen and put numbers on them. Yeah, we can draw our own version. If, if, if it's art, then. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even buying that. But uh. there we go. I can just put Ari on every month with corresponding jersey. Oh, I buy that. So yeah. one month is he's got twenty seven. Eddie George, and that next month is, is number nine. <laughs> it's just all the same image. Oh, the Harry Mountley <laughs> calendar. It sells itself. <gasps> oh, we'll be rich. <laughs> That's, this is pretty good. That's 10 minutes, and we haven't talked about the Texans game. Um, 
Should we should we end it there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we needed some light relief to lead into it. I think I think I think we did. I, you know, as as I said, I don't think. I, yeah, I'm not. I was, I was annoyed watching the the game, or you know, it was it was ugly. It was the weather summed everything up really, and it just didn't help anything. But I was a bit annoyed at the time, but I've calmed down. I mean, Miles, how are you feeling about it? I think we chose a good week for Greg not to be here um, <laughs> to try and. <laughs> Although I'm sure he's currently drinking a, a beer and enjoying himself, regardless. But um, I'm I'm a bit like you, to be honest. I think I was quite lucky that I was in work at the time, so I didn't have to watch it live, and I sort of got the the WhatsApp and Twitter reaction of the game, which, yeah, as you yeah. saw from Twitter. It sounded as if Tannehill had lobbed a bomb in the stadium and hurt someone by the sound of what people were saying towards him. But no, to be honest, watching the game back, I think honestly the game came down to either side of half time. The 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 ridiculous play by granted Tannehill didn't have the best of games, but 420 yards compared to 190, which I know we'll probably get into a lot more. But just before kickoff, throwing the ball away when we could have got a field goal with the um. For, uh, no receiver, sorry. And then on the other side of half time, the the punt that they had, which hit Rogers, you know, if that doesn't happen, that's a that's a nine point swing. And then going into the game, Tannehill could play the way he was with a little bit less pressure, maybe less less likely interception. You never know. I don't want to be the one to sort of any that that game eight nine times out of ten could easily go the other way. It's that, it's not one of them. We didn't get battered at no point, did we? No, get, no. Um, so it, come. Uh, yeah, that, the the accusation is we play we're playing down to the the level of the team we're playing, isn't it? And I know I know the Bills have been guilty of this this season. It's there's probably a few teams, uh, but that Rogers punt or the, or the punt that hit him that was such a killer. Like for yeah. as bad a first half as we'd had, you sort of felt twelve points. It's doable if we t- turn things around. And but that moment when it, the Texans had the ball at the start of the third quarter, and you get the stop, and that happens. And um, we saw afterwards that actually, despite the offense looking horrible in the first half, there was a bit of momentum. We were able to move the ball up for the four hundred plus yards, as you say. Um, the turnovers, four interceptions, is ugly. Two of those are after the game's gone anyway. And you're just getting desperate, um, but we we probably we do really need to talk about Tannehill. I think. Um, I mean, I I don't. I'm not slaughtering him by any means. Far from it. But the play, his play, isn't the level it was a year ago. I think we'd 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 all admit that. Um, Neil, what do you think about our our signal caller? Um, I think obviously we're we're living a, a very reactionary time with social media and and I think th- there is no in between with analysis nowadays I think it's very yeah. much either somebody's brilliant or they need benching there is no and and I think looking back on the game the game was very much a moments game where like we didn't play terribly uh, but every big moment every big swing went their way including the interceptions which as Tannehill said himself, every interception's got a story and they weren't all his fault. But I just I just go back to thinking, like, and, and I've said this before and I've, I've tweeted this from our account, I think Tennessee do need to start looking at QBs because 
no, and in and it's no reflection on Ryan Tannehill's play or how Ryan Tannehill has played since he pulled on a Titans jersey. I just think it's a, a position that you cannot ever take for granted. And if and if there's signs that Ryan Tannehill is regressing, then you have to take notice of those signs. And that that in in any way, me saying that. I want Ryan Tannehill benched or I don't think Ryan Tannehill's the right guy. I just think it's sensible. I think it's a prudent attitude to have as a, a fan and a team. And 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 I think to to sort of turn this around and actually give Ryan Tannehill some props, in the position that we were in, we're set five minutes, 30 seconds left, and we had possession of the ball, time on the clock and timeouts. Try and think off top of your head when he's let us down in that situation. Other than the Jets game this year when we missed the field goal to tie it, when has Ryan Tannehill been in that situation for the Titans and not got us in the end zone to win a game or tie a game? It's it's very, very rare over the yeah. three seasons that he's, he's not actually come up trumps in them situations. So I think we'll just let him have this one. Oh, the, the the Ravens in the playoffs springs to mind. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've, I, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. There's so many games that he's won from those kind of situations, games that you wouldn't expect him to. And... And look, we're eight and three. There have been some games this year that he's won in those in that kind of situation. Um, it just, I, yeah, it, it the numbers look ugly. Uh, I, I I agree. It's not it's not something we should ignore. I, there's probably two different questions. One is Ryan Tannehill the guy for next week. Of course he is. It's ridiculous. What are you going to do? Pick up the next guy off the street. I've, I've Someone posted a list of names of QB free agents. No, thanks. Um, uh, but the, the other question is next year or the year after what, what the situation is. I don't think there's any harm, as you say, of either free agency or, or drafting, drafting someone else. I mean, Logan Woodside, we still don't really know much about. And the, just... the team obviously like him enough to, to keep him around. I'm not saying we, we we sort of create a Jimmy Garoppolo situation either. That that in that in what I would personally want. I wouldn't want us to give up from draft picks and, and sort of and draft no, a guy no. who is who has like a clock on him for when he is actually going to definitely start. But I do think we should look at somebody who is a viable alternative and puts a little bit of pressure on Tannehill. I mean that that might be a youngish or sort of a the first contract type guy on free agency. It might be like a second round pick, that kind of level. But yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I'm not suggesting we go Trey Lance on him. There's there's no need to do that. And I think that's too much that's too much of a gamble anyway. We're not I'm not gonna get into the 49ers and what they've done, but I think they they gave up too much for an unproven well, yeah, you could see what he's done in college, but an unproven talent in the NFL. I don't I don't get that for me. But yeah, it's it's one to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, as as it stands, I mean, Mars, what do you think? We're playing the Patriots next. Um, you're you're backing Tannehill to to bounce back, are you? I, I mean, I think I am. Well, the fingers with Tannehill, and I I, I completely agree with Neil that it, it's a very much reaction situation where something's something's bad's happened. But if you think from even the moment we took on Tannehill. And he was there as a backup for Mariota, who we just thought, you know, it's a nice little pickup. Let's see what he can do. But since he's come into the league, like last year, he was he was top five QB in the league. So the amount of times that he's dug us out of situations and now suddenly there's an argument to say this is one of the first times he's lost us a game. And bear in mind, we're saying he's lost us a game with multiple backup players. 
players that were dropped and then brought back up from practice squad. And a line that all year has been causing him trouble. He's been getting sacked every single game constantly. So to me, with Tannehill, he's... I get where some of the people come out, and I agree with Neil again, that I do think we need to look at potentially next season onwards. Do I think we need to throw the bank at a youth prospect out of college? I don't think it needs to be anything tragic like that. I think we've proven with an average or beyond average quarterback that this team can work. And the most Titans thing will be that next week, this defence that had no sacks will suddenly completely take over the game and give Mac Jones world of problems and Tannehill will bounce back. It's, it's The game's happened. We're still 8-3. We're very much in a positive position. And it is a awful reaction to an awful result and you move on. Quarter, the best quarterbacks have these games and they move on from it. They accept it's happened and they go on to next week. Because every game's a different game. You're coming up against a different defense, a different scheme, and every game's different. So there's no point dwelling on what's happened now. And it, yes, it was a few bad plays, but we've also got 420 yards in a game, which, again, seven or eight times, is, you'll win that game. It's interesting what you say about the, the O-line. I think the O-line's improved. Well, it's, it's clearly improved since week one. Um, and the, the receiving core as well. Obviously not, obviously not having Henry is a big factor, um, but it's, it's the wide receivers. We, we don't have Julio. AJ Brown wasn't fit. Well, he had a he had a knock on his hand initially, then left the game with a chest injury. So, I mean, he he played less than half of it, didn't he? And beyond that, it's it isn't great when you compare to what we've had. And I think like, I've looked at we've been watching a couple of games from last year, um, yesterday, and you're just watching watching Tannehill just constantly finding AJ Brown or Jonu or whoever and it looked so easy and it looked like he had time in the pocket he had a, a presence he just had this authority and I'm not seeing that at the moment and it's it's not I'm not blaming I mean there might be an element of him regressing but I think it's it's, it's what's around him as well uh, where he's he's under more pressure I don't think the receivers uh, I've, all the Respect to Nick Westbrook-Akina and um, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, others that have come in. Um, they're not getting the separation. They're not getting open like AJ Brown can, and they're not doing the job that Tannehill. Well, not doing the job that we had our receiving core do last year, and that that's an issue. And it's not it's not it's no one's fault. Injuries necessarily. I mean, we could maybe talk about Julio. Uh, that's you know, that's not panning out as we want. But I don't know. It's one of those things. We've got you know, record levels of injuries on this roster. Um, it's amazing we're eight and three, really. And yeah, you know, the the defense have been bailing us out the last couple of weeks. They're not going to be able to do that every single time, um, and, unless you've got a bit more from your offense. And uh, you know, is is it anyone's fault? Maybe a bit, but I think just circumstances. Can can play a part. Can can we go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots? Absolutely, yes. If they, if there's one thing we can learn from this season, it's don't overreact to any result that you see, um, because every single week we don't see what we expect. I think that's part of the um, the whole why I've sort of moved on from this game very quickly. Like you see, every single week on all the NFL Network and everywhere, they're talking about 
what's going on with the AFC. And you're seeing teams like people saying, are the Chiefs broken? Or what's going on with the Bills? And there aren't meant, there's no consistent team this year. And if our inconsistency is going to be that we dominate a team in terms of yardage, but we come out because of a couple of unlucky plays, and we can potentially go into a bye week looking at nine and three more than likely, or eight and four, it's like we're going to use that bye week for some of our injured starting players to get fitter. But more importantly, these receivers that aren't running proper routes and causing interceptions are going to get time to work with Tannehill. And it's only going to be better for us going forward that when these people are stepping in, there's more chemistry built. Because people like Fitzpatrick was on the practice squad. He never saw passes from Tannehill. And suddenly has to go into a game and be a big target. There's going to be a bit of um, timing issues and everything else with the route. So, well, he he, ran, he like... ran the wrong route on, on one play, didn't he? Doctor yeah. Foreman ran the wrong way on another. Yeah, uh, and these are little these are little things that can yeah. be worked on when we have time. I mean, I think most people know that next week going into the Patriots, it's not it's not. We know how much form they're in at the moment, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But we've got the bye week after that, and to me, it's it's perfect timing. I couldn't think of a better time for a bye week to be coming up. Yeah, it's, it feels like having 12 games to start a season without a bye week feels tough, and we've suffered. <laughs> we really have, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just I just hope we get through this next game largely unscathed. I still think we can we can beat the Patriots. The Patriots seem hot right now because they've won a few on the bounce, and they're the they're suddenly the fashionable team again. But as, as you say, the AFC in particular is bonkers. The minute you fit, think a team looks convincing, they just they just mess it up the following week. So, yeah, Neil, are we gonna we're gonna beat the Patriots? That's just how this works. <laughs> I think uh, if you look at if you look back at the teams that we've lost to as well, like. Uh, obviously, Arizona at the time we didn't really know they were, they were going to be as good as they are, so we've kind of overreacted to that loss. The Jets at the time it's kind of eroded since, but they were really playing for the coach. And I think Texans same. They, as much as they're talent deficient, I think they are playing for Cully. I mean, you, you see every week that they put points up, they play hard. They're just a bit talent deficient, and I think you can't sort of play in second gear against teams like that. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that for me he did, but you can't take your eye off the ball. And I think a game against a, a sort of a rival for that top seed in the FC might might sort of centralise us and focus us a bit more. Because you've seen obviously during the six game win streak that we lost on occasions and and I don't see any reason why we can't do it again. I'm not I'm not overly scared of the Patriots in a game to game situation where it's where it pits us against them. I think there'll be a threat further down the line, but I think in an individual game, yeah, of course we can go there and beat them. I think this is this is another one the the media overreacting to stuff to a certain extent. We're uh, a month ago we look at the Patriots and yeah, that's a win. You've, you've ticked the box almost, yeah. and just just from what we've seen in the last few games, we've got our injuries and they've suddenly got a bit of form. You know, they've. Well, just beaten Atlanta, who looked one of the most anemic teams I've seen in recent recent living memory. I mean, have the Patriots beaten anyone top class? I don't know if they have. Oh, that's that might be a bit unfair, but you can you can only beat what's in front of you. I get that. Um, but this this is a it feels like a big game. Um, I don't think 
Yeah, well, it, it feels it feels a bit coin flip for me. I know pa- the Patriots will be the favourites because the bookmakers, the media, people, you, there's a, just a knee-jerk reaction to stuff. But I don't think it's that that clear-cut. And maybe I'm just uh, being blindly optimistic. But e- either way, the bye week following that, um, really hope that we could just mend a bit and that that break uh, we 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 definitely need and even if it is eight and four into the bye week it's by no means a disaster when when you look yeah, at what's about to say i mean because of that run that we put together if we can get to the bye eight and four every single one of us that comes on this podcast would have took that in uh, in beginning of september yeah. absolutely and the schedule's relatively kind after that so the eight I was about to say we'll be eight and four. We could be nine and three very easily. Uh, but either way, five, five games left. Uh, we've got the Jags, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Niners, and the Steelers. Not necessarily in that order. Definitely not in that order. Um, but they're not. They're not the five worst games you can have by any means. And yeah, if, even if we won two, just two or three of those, we've got ten, eleven wins this season. I saw a thing. I, think, I, think I was just going to sorry, I, know, I was just going to say about the uh, the victories over the Colts. I think are definitely huge now when you look at the form that they're starting to pick up. And obviously, we know how teams get affected by injuries, but the Colts seem to have started to hit a bit of a form now. And I think the wins we've had on them are going to be huge. And like I said, to still have the Jags and another Texans game, Miami again. Don't don't worry me. It, to be honest. It sounds stupid, but even if we like rested play against the Patriots, just so we have a two-week gap, I'm not. I'm not against that opportunity because we still have enough of a gap where I feel like the playoffs are fairly. I'm never going to guarantee anything, and it's a crazy league. But we're in a really good position here, and if if it means going into after the bye week where we go on a big run, and a couple of players have had like two weeks to rest up, I wouldn't I, be against. I, that. I hate. I hate that sort of suggestion. I don't think you should ever, ever do that. It's not not in the middle of the season. You give up on a game. It's not. It's not as if they're a million miles better. And also, you don't know when they're going to have an off day. And you you suddenly go into a game half-hearted, and you might miss an opportunity to get a, get a cheap win. And but, I, know, I, don't, I kind of see. I kind of see what Miles is saying though, because anybody that's touch and go, why, why, why would you risk them Sunday? You know, if 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 the question ball going in and it's it's a pre-game workout type of thing, just oh, yeah. leave so them I'm, because we've got the bike because yeah. we've got the bike coming up. You risk them in one game and then depart for four or five weeks, or you give them two weeks to heal up. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't think there's any urgency to rush people back that uh, touch and go. Yeah, yeah okay, I get that. It's not a matter of resting the fit players. It's more the the players that have gone into the game questionable, where you think it's a fifty-fifty. If, if if it's maybe not so much Brown, but we don't know what's happening with Brown, but there are some players where it's like, if they're 50-50, how much of a difference are they making in that game? Like I said, I think the Patriots are on a good run of form because they're well coached, but they're there for the taking. Defensively, because I, I was I, I always like to sort of watch the team that were playing the week before to see how they got on. And Judon looks like a man possessed on their, uh, their line who's going to cause a lot of trouble against ourselves, but Offensively, they've just got a strong running game at the moment. To be honest, their their line's been really punishing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a trenches game. To be honest, I feel like it's gonna be our defensive line versus their offensive line. 
Matt Jones doesn't particularly scare me. He's, he's he seems quite no. efficient. He's not he hasn't he hasn't made any mistakes, but he's not throwing the ball downfield and looking exciting either. But they're they're getting it done at the moment. Mm. But he's maybe like a robot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they felt the Falcons game is a bit like the Rams game for us. They just they played absolutely out of their skins. The Falcons stunk a bit, as, as I said, mm. but um, they might have got one. Might have got that one out of the way. Who knows? Um, I don't, one, yeah, thing, one thing I will say from well, sorry, one thing I will say from our point of view is that I don't know how you, you go back and review that Texans game and don't put more play action into into as offense. I just think it's it's like literally the way Ryan Tannehill has, has had more success, and if you're trying to get get him a bounce back game, I mean I, I don't know why why Downing so underutilizes that element. I, I just think that was maybe that was the case before the King went down as well. Yeah, I think definitely. That's what I was just about to say. Maybe it's a case uh, Henry being out, but before um, Henry got injured. We weren't really utilising it. And I, and I don't see how you watch that game back from Sunday and think that we couldn't probably benefit from using it a bit more. Yeah, it's, it's it just looked ugly, didn't it, at times? And you just felt that with well, whether it's the play calling or it just you just felt that Tannehill didn't have his first read, second read available. And most of the time he dropped back and he was under pressure. Um, maybe, maybe play action changes that. Um, yeah, I don't see why you would abandon it. I think Foreman's looked all right, and Hilliard looked decent as well. Uh, who, yeah, I was didn't almost caught me unawares him him appearing, uh, but but Nichols was was obviously inactive. But yeah, yeah, it's not like we don't have a serviceable run game at all. Um, it might not be Adrian Peterson going forward, who hasn't really hasn't really done too much. Um, Quick word on Julio, and I know we've we've had this debate in the in the chat a bit. Um, Neil, you were you weren't as keen as everybody else in the summer um, on the well on what we've given up salary wise and you know the the second round pick. Um, I mean, I, I never felt I was, I was thrilled about it. Is the sort of thing that you you know you this is an opportunity to try and win a Super Bowl. You you grab one of the best players available. Um, but this injury's just held him back. I think we've maybe seen about half a game where he's been close to fully fit and bits and pieces other than that. He's going to miss, well, he missed the last game. He's going to miss this and the one before and the, and the Patriots. Whether he's back after the bye week, he can be with the IR designation. Um, where, where do we, how do we feel about this? Um, are we giving up on him? I, I can't. I was just about to make that point. I think I kind of. I think anything we get from from him now is a bonus. Um, and I think I I wouldn't say coaching staff's got that mindset. Um, but from from my point of view as a fan, I just think it has been this guy for two or three years where he's been questionable day to day, did not practice, all with the same chronic issue and now he's two and three years older which like and when you back it down we, we've, we've we've talked about this before that the, the pick we gave up really in grand scheme of things is is not a franchise altering pick and and also it did restructure his salary as well which which is that burden as such and I, and again i think i've always said it were a worthwhile shot to take but i just 
I never thought the the predictions of oh we've got AJ Brown on one side, Julio Jones on the other, Derrick Henry in the backfield, nobody will be able to stop us. I never thought that would ring true, and and, and as much as I wanted it to, um, and as much as it's it's obviously disappointing that it, it, it hasn't come to light as yet, I still think if Julio doesn't get healthy or it can't be relied on. I genuinely still think we can make a run, which is testament to to everybody involved, really. I don't know. I, I wish we'd seen more of him on the field, even if we're not throwing to him, just to give opposition defenses a bit a bit more to think about. There's, there's that there's that element, even if he's not necessarily. I mean, not every snap, but I just yeah, it just feels like it. I think you have to question whether he is respected like that now, though. Nowadays, is he really? Well, yeah, maybe. The the teams the teams really fear him lining up across from us like they would have like three four years ago. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And and I'd like to see. I'd, I obviously I'd love him to have three or four massive games and really put all this to bed. Yeah. But personally, if I, if I'm honest, I just don't see it. I, just, I don't see how he's going to change. What's I don't see how the things that have been ailing him for the past two or three seasons when he was in Atlanta. Are going to improve as he gets to 33, 34, 35. I just don't, you know, the old uh, cliche father times undefeated and all that. Yeah, it's 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 all doubly annoying when you look at AJ Brown struggling with bits and pieces. Um, I don't know the latest on him. A chest injury is never ideal. Um, although X rays are negative, which is good. Um, I mean, he's he's played through stuff before. Um, but he's he's not been as effective this year, either, um, for a few reasons. I just look at, I don't, I don't know. They, you say about Julio not being respected, um, Westbrook, Aquina, Rogers, they're not being respected either. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a, it's an area of the field that we're struggling at the minute. I don't say I want to pile on down in either, but. I... Art Smith were really good at scheming people open. Yeah, yeah. You were really fair. good. You were really good at drawing up. Really good at drawing up players that sort of didn't rely on your receiver to beat a cornerback one on one. You were good at like creating creases and and getting guys open with with the play calls and and I don't think that element's there this year because one because we haven't had the personnel and two because. AJ's, AJ and Hulu have never been 100% fit to try and take advantage of things like that. We have got an offence now which should be like a basketball post-up. We can beat anybody one-on-one offence and, and, and we haven't seen it because it simply hasn't been on the field. Yeah. yeah. What about, Mars? what about Ferkser? I feel a bit, not necessarily let down by him this year, but with him, with Jonu going, him as tight end one, I'd probably see more athleticism from Michael, uh, maybe a bit more reliability at Swain, dare I say it. Um, I, yeah, he's, he's disappointed me a little bit this year. What do you think? Yeah, I feel... I I, I almost feel like Michael, your call, our call, has become that guy that Tannehill actually targets. So, like, with the tight end, to be the to be titled the tight, for, tight end one, You've got to have that trust with the quarterback that you're the go-to guy. Like you see a lot with Mahomes with uh, throwing it down to Kelsey and you'll see with George Kittle with Garoppolo. It's just that guy. And I almost feel like it's moved on where last year it looked like it was Ferkser. 
And now it must just be something that maybe happens in training where it just becomes that guy that you see that you can just rely on. And Pruitt seems to be the one that's getting all the opportunities. And I don't know if I don't know if it's right to say I'm disappointed in Ferks or if it's just yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's was, probably a harsh way of was, looking what, at it. Yeah. But was he ever actually the tight end one? Like, I know we all assumed he was going to be the one to make that step. And Shrame some games looks like the worst player in the world. And in other games looks like he's, yeah, not the, I was about to say the best player, but it's far from that. He, he looks he looks so slow and cumbersome when yeah, you watch a, him. But he's he, a dad runner, isn't he? Dad <laughs> I assume there's something wrong with the, sh- the, like the stream when you're watching it. That, like, <laughs> exactly. He's in slow motion. But, but then you realize everyone else is at times all the same. Oh, yeah. Listen, us, us, us but, big guys, I'm one of them. We know what it's like when we get the ball. We're, we're in our head, we're running downfield, but your legs aren't doing it. <laughs> um, but I feel we're, yeah, Pruitt to me, is, I, I, Pruitt's shown good hands, and that's what you want from your tight end. If, they, if they're not a blocking tight end, you want someone who's just going to be a security blanket, the Delaney Walker for Mariota. Done who you can rely on to just dump the ball down. They're going to catch the ball and get you some positive yards. And Pruitt stepped up more than Ferks has stepped down, yeah. I feel. I'd like to see us use Pruitt a bit more. I think, mm. uh, but it's—I know it's not as simple as that. Anyway. I think that's—I think that's a massive need, though. That position is a massive need going into the off season. Whether it were this season or not is up for debate, but I think it is next off season. They've, they've got to do something to something to address that position. We've been um, really spoiled over the years with Delaney yeah. and, and Johnu um, going back. Yeah. Frank Whitecheck before that, even. It, yeah, know, I mean, even with blocking Titans. Greg Stevens were brilliant, and you know we, we, we've always had like sort of Don't a solid tight end rule. Yeah, yeah, Philip Super. I mean, Algie Crumpler were a, were a brilliant free agent signing for a couple of years. We've always yeah. had like Both a solid body in there. So yeah, <laughs> I think if, if you make sure, sorry, I, th- I think Pruitt. I remember when I were a lot more into analyzing drafts than I am these days. I seem to remember Pruitt being like blowing everybody away with his athleticism, like being able to jump out of the gym and all that kind of stuff and, and, and run a fast 40, but being a, like an unrefined football player. And I think he was always going to be a project and maybe the three or four years that he had before he came to Tennessee have, have helped him along. We've got him at a good time, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, probably. Okay, I think that's, that's probably enough football football chat. What do we think? I did. I did. I did have one thing I need to get off my chest if I'm allowed to, which isn't quite. If this is about your fantasy team, it's not. Trust me, you're safe for now. Okay. It's 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 all the talk of. Don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor's having a good season, but you know all the talk about him being MVP, and it's he's only just took over Henry for rushing leader, and when Henry was rushing leader. No, everyone said, is Henry the MVP? And I was like, no, don't be stupid. It's a quarterback. He's just a running back. And now all of a sudden, Henry's gone down. Jonathan Taylor's only just took over. And now all the talk is, is Jonathan Taylor the MVP? And it drives me insane. I don't suppose I, any yeah. Colts fans listen to this. And if they did, I'm going to get pelters for saying this. But I, I look at, I don't see, like, he does everything pretty well. But you can, you compare. Look at the king compared to that, and I, I I don't know. The king would do it anywhere, be in any scheme with any O line. I firmly believe that. I'm not so sure about Taylor. I'm not saying he wouldn't be effective, but I think the the Colts scheme and their offensive line are a huge part of his success. Um, 
ducks for cover. I think I think every QB as well that will be an anointed MVP, like Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, have all fell off a cliff as well, which is obviously which is obviously fell into Jonathan Taylor's lap. So I've no doubt in my mind that if Derek Henry was still fit and still putting up massive numbers, it would now be in the conversation because they haven't got a QB that they can like with a straight face make yeah. a case for as MVP. Because, like I said, Murray's had three or four weeks out and Justin Herbert's just not putting them numbers up anymore. And Mahomes is, like, just getting back to form. So, other than Rodgers, essentially. Oh, I don't think no. there's, like, an outstanding QB. But it's just a sheer disrespect. It's, like, it is... It's, it's honestly, it's just because he plays for the Titans. If Henry played for anyone else... I don't would, know. I think, Neil, I think Neil's right, actually. In the last two or three weeks, there's... Yeah, no, there's no obvious QB. And if, if Henry was still playing to that level, Taylor wouldn't be talked about right now. No, we know that. Yeah. And, and I think I saw that Henry's still got the most touches of anyone in the NFL, even now. Which, yeah. which when, was... when did it when did it sort of become a, a definite QB sort of a walk? Because I remember like Adrian Peterson and Sean Alexander winning it back in the day and, and everybody Peterson's liked the last and one, remember, isn't obviously. It? Yeah, and I, and, and I remember it being quite, not normal, but I remember it not being a massive shock if a running back won it. Is there anyone defensively, or going off big time off topic here, but like Aaron Donald the last couple of years, he hasn't quite set yeah. his own it's, high it's, standards. It's, it's still always been a QB thing, hasn't it? Even though Aaron Donald's won defensive player of the year the past like two years, I believe, or maybe even three, and it's still, it's just because of the position. Yeah. Like Peterson was the last person. It's like almost the... um. The Ballon d'Or in football, where if you're not Messi or Ronaldo, I think the last person to win it, other than recently with like Luka yeah. Modric, you're looking back to like Michael Owen or something, probably in the 2000s. Didn't, uh, didn't Michael one of the... say on like almost it were like one sack short of the sack record and still didn't win MVP? <laughs> <laughs> so that just tells the story in itself. I don't care as long as they don't give it to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> give it to Mac Jones for all I care. Any, any, as long as it's not a cult. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, McNair had to share with Manning, didn't he? So that, <laughs> that's uh, that leaves us our taste still. So. Uh, okay, right. Um, Non-Titans related. Let's uh, let's let's finish up. I think we got away without specifically talking about the Texans game too much, so that went pretty well. Um, uh, Miles, uh, what have you got to to get off your chest? Well, I think I'm going to do a bit of a throwback to one that I've probably done very similar time last year um, in that I'm calling out the same people. So I hope they're listening, um, obviously, because it's been a year now, so they've had plenty of time to uh, to uh, get back to uh, all our work. But it's 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 getting cold, guys. And uh, one thing that comes with cold is people deciding to wear less clothing. And the amount of times I just see idiots walking around in vests still and shorts and I just don't get it. Like I step outside now, and if I'm not wearing a hoodie and several layers, I'm I'm a broken human being. And I'm just seeing I'm just seeing people people walking around in. And listen, maybe maybe oh Christ, I am showing my age, but when you see like young young people all uh walk, walking around and they're all in their skimpy clothing and stuff, and they think oh I look dead nice and stuff. Especially like when I finish working on a Friday Saturday night, and you're seeing girls in short dresses and guys with their tank tops, and I'm there like. It's so cold. What, why are you doing this to yourself? Oh, you're gonna. 
they, they're invincible at their age. Do you know what it is? It's me, I'm becoming old. I've realised what it is as I listen to myself talk. Um, <laughs> my dad will probably be proud of everything I'm saying here, but it's just, I don't get it. They're just, oh, no. Yeah, so people who just don't know how to put on layers and be smart when it gets to these sort of time of year, at some point it'll catch up with them when their bones and backs don't work and stuff and they're all... I've, I've yeah. got a really good thick expensive new coat for this winter Ooh. absolutely love it love i it. i have to wear at least a hoodie and then some layers now otherwise and especially at night time at night time having to get proper thick pjs and stuff otherwise no it's it's just yeah so just go out and buy a coat everyone well i saw something <laughs> on twitter today about someone's questioning the sort of person and i think it's men specifically but the the type of people that just wear shorts year round when they go out, not like out That's out, me. but like just walking to the shops or whatever, <laughs> and yeah, trying to get people I'm to a explain. Shorts guy. And so, the thing I'm is, a shorts guy, just I sort of let it off shorts. a little bit, yeah, because I am quite similar that I do wear shorts quite a lot, but you don't feel it as much in your legs. It's I, I guess I'm turning more onto <laughs> guys who have like tank tops. <laughs> And then like, come on, you know your arms yeah. feel it more. <laughs> yeah. If you if you wear a hoodie and a coat and another coat and a scarf and a hat and you've got shorts on, that's all right. <laughs> I, I'm all about false economy though, me, because like I'll, I'll go pick shit up from school and I'll like I'll have shorts on and then I'll like put my flip flops, quote unquote, sliders on, but I put socks on with them. So I'm oh, just yeah. getting the trainers on in first place, and then <laughs> and then I'll put me and then I'll put my coat and woolly hat on my top half. So, because I, I, so I work a lot of night shifts, so basically I roll out of bed to go pick him up. So it's, it's a bit of a false economy. Like, I'm like half dressed for summer and half dressed for winter and still cold. <laughs> and the, the, the people that wear like under armor clothing, and it's like you could just put a jumper on rather than having an yeah. under layer to your shirt. <laughs> world's, yeah. world's going, well, well, I was going to say, world's going mad. It's gone mad. Gone mad. I am, um, I'll come to, yeah. Oh. I'll go next, and <laughs> I, t- I was going to talk about something else. I was going to actually, not in a Leeds way, um, talk about the, the football on Sunday and the guy I sat next to who sort of largely ruined the game by just being obnoxious. Um, but no, I'm going to talk about a vending machine instead. And I, I've, We've moved offices recently. There's a vending machine. And um, just, I've, I took... I was so shocked by this. I've noted it all down. At the top, top two rows of the vending machine are eight crisp slots. And these are the eight crisp options that they had today. Um, from top left going along. Doritos Cool Original. What's it? Walker's Cheese and Onion. Doritos Cool Original again. McCoy's Cheese and Onion. McCoy's steak, Tyrrell's cheese and chive, uh, McCoy's cheese and onion again. That that's it. They're, they're the choices. Now, so I, I, I don't mind. Basically, them, they, uh... whoever's filling that vending machine up is a fan of cheese and onion. That's clear. The cool original's a bit cheesy, isn't it? Let's face it. Nobody will ever know ingredients, but it's a bit cheesy, isn't it? Like it's got. They've got cheese, they've got cheese flavor so... as well. That's different. Yeah. But... Yeah. I, 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 
I'm a salt and vinegar over cheese and onion guy generally. Oh, I don't know about that. Nah. But that's a lot Definitely of cheese. cheese and onion. And I mean, I like it. You I don't like need to have the same flavour twice, though, in the, in the vending machine. I mean, <laughs> come on. As, 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 a, as a keen crisp connoisseur, as a lot of the regular listeners will know, um, what would you want in there as your ultimate crisp? As I explained to say, like maybe a max paprika, maybe, or something like that, or I don't oh, know no, what sort of vending machine crisp right. you want. The best crisps in the world are Walker's oh. Max Strong Jalapeno and Cheese. Proper, the goat, absolute goat. But I don't know if you want them in a vending machine. That's another matter. That that's a Friday night. I'm a big fan of them sizzling prawn, my guys. Oh, they are good. Yes, like like just a step up from prawn cocktail. I feel like uh, for for vending machine, flaming steak McCoy's almost feels like a meal when you're at work. (laughs) So it's the sort of thing you want. You don't want to waste time with cheese and onion. You want something that feels like a meal, and then when you have a chocolate bar with it, it's almost like a two course meal. <laughs> I don't know. It was just I mean, a lack of variety. That was that was what shocked me. Um, just cheese and onion. Unusable. Like so, I've outsourced them to another company, and now they're like, so there's one in uh, in snap room next to our office, and it's kind of just all all soft drinks and all all sweets are upstairs. So if you're going for a drink, it's got to be something that's in like a a standard shape bottle. So if it's not like Coke, Fanta, Lemon Fanta, Diet Coke. It won't drop. If it's an oasis-shaped <laughs> bottle or, a, or an orange juice-shaped bottle, it just doesn't drop. It's like... The it's thing spins around and it's left hanging bag. over, yeah. teetering. Yeah. It's got to be, like, a certain shape and, like, the right amount of weight. So, like, you put your pound eighty in and it's just like, is it coming? I don't know, but I'm thirsty, so I'm going to try. It's like, <laughs> it's like potluck. <laughs> Uh, what's what's your your non times related, Neil? So it probably it's a good probable probable, probable segue actually talking about potluck because on Saturday uh, we took my son out for day uh, to a, to a place called Gulliver's in Sheffield or other side of Sheffield, sort of Derbyshire side of Sheffield. Matlock. Um, Matlock. I've been that, somewhere. No, uh, it's it's sort of Aston side of Sheffield, so about forty five minutes. Yeah I, think I've, I've, yeah, I think I've been there. I think Another there's one. two or three, actually. Yeah, okay. There's two yeah. or three. But on way back, we took him to entertainment for some tea, and then he asked if we could go into arcade, um, a bowling alley, this entertainment in Sheffield. So we gave him and his mate 20 quid each to change into pound coins. And obviously, you go on alt machines. You know exactly what I'm going to say, don't you? You go on alt <laughs> machines and... <laughs> you go on alt machines and obviously the spit tokens out. Yeah. So you'll, you'll take a spin on and and you get tokens and both kids have got like two fistfuls of tokens and you're thinking, oh, I, I, I can't imagine what they're going to be able to get from this little kiosk here, seeing as they've got 40 <laughs> for tokens in both their hands. Anyway, my son Shay came away with a, a sherbet dip dab. Done <laughs> <laughs> well. And his, mate, <laughs> and his mate Jack come, come away with a refreshers bar. <laughs> 40 quid. Literally, we're in there about less than an hour. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, what a racket that is. Those those tokens, <laughs> honestly. Seven rainforests get you a shirt yeah. dip dab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm definitely at wrong job because that is just easy money. 
I mean, this game, this literally this one game, we just spun this hamster ball and it were a panda go. And the, and the wheel spun and whatever hamster stops on, that's how many tokens he got. Put four quid in, ended up with 40 tokens. It landed on 10 every time. <laughs> <laughs> if they are literally robbing you. <laughs> yeah. Those places. Literally robbing you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. They enjoy themselves. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. They yeah. both enjoyed it, yeah. Both enjoy it theme park, both enjoy it arcade, so that's all that matters. Back up. I genuinely, when the both walked towards me with what they got in their hand, I was like, What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I weren't expecting £40 worth of value, but God, at least like a magnifying glass or <laughs> a catapult or a fake Sonic spider or something. Do you know what I mean? A compass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a plastic turd or something like that. That's how you sum up the Titans podcast. <laughs> plastic turd seems as good a way to leave it as any, I reckon. Um, let's cr- cross our fingers for for Sunday. Uh, I think we're we're back at six o'clock. I don't think we're on Sky, although that wouldn't shock me at this point. Just to um, at time of recording, we don't know. I am guessing. No matter. Um, cross our fingers. We might be nine and three next time we speak to you. We might be eight and four, but we'll have a bye week. Um, so we'll take it. Um, go well, everyone, and tighten up. Oh, oh. Dino.